Hello and welcome to the Models Inc. cast. What? what? Well, hello, it's me. I'm very sophisticated discussing models. Oh my god, these models. Oh, tell me more. Oh, Mary, Models Inc. has so much to offer. I am so excited that we together are going to talk about it a little bit and that I'm going to watch every episode of this highbrow show. I'm so glad we've made this arrangement the way we've made it. Can I tell you about the characters of this epic drama? Yes, please, please. Well, it starts with special guest star Hillary Michaels, Amanda's mother. Also known as Mommy. No, no. And then the rest of the cast, they conveniently made a point to say in alphabetical order to justify that in a show about female models, the three dudes showed up first. Oh, it was the next. Yep. But first, we got David, Hillary's son. He's the vice president of modeling. That's not correct. And then uh, we also have Eric. Eric, he's kind of a douche. Okay. Uh, And then Brian, of course, Brian. Brian is a photographer who likes to do it in the kelp. And then the crossover star, Sarah Owens. She's from Iowa, allegedly. She's no fully. She's fully from Iowa. Oh, she's from Iowa. And her good sister friend Julie. Julie, she's from the outback. Crikey, that's what I call her. And they—they're living with um, superstar model Terry. Terry, she was the world's most beautiful woman for a minute. She was. She was. And and her good sister Carrie. Her sister Carrie was in the Matrix. Yeah. And then of course we have the model Linda. Linda wears a hat. Sometimes. <laughs> Mary, we are going to go through the whole series of Models, Inc. together. Are you ready? Uh, I'm ready because I'm not going to be watching it. Hello and welcome to the Melrose Place cast. We have a special edition today. This is very exciting. We're talking yes. about a different show. Kind of. D- not kind of. Totally. A totally different show. <laughs> Mary, we're dealing with young, hot people living in LA. <laughs> Where did they get this idea? <laughs> Plus Hillary Michaels. Oh, yeah. She stands out. Yeah. Yeah, we're talking about Models, Inc. Everybody loves Models, Inc. They all know uh, what- you know, the ratings suggest otherwise, but this is, for <laughs> reference, this is the spinoff of Melrose Place, which in and of itself was a spinoff of Beverly Hills 90210. And Jake Hansen is the through line through all three. That's fascinating. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but this is what we're doing, good listeners. Uh, we are discussing Models Inc. We're going to go through the whole season. Uh, you can understand everything by listening to this podcast. We're doing a full episode for episode one. Both Mary and I will have watched it. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to watch every single episode. I assume, Mary, that hasn't changed, that you're not going to? No, I will not be watching. No. Okay. <laughs> Mary won't be. But we'll do many episodes from time to time where I fill Mary in on the plot of the show she's missing. And then we'll watch the last show together and do another full episode where then we will finally have an answer to the, I think the age old question that everybody's been asking, uh, which is 
um, am I teach any good at plot summaries? <laughs> I think you're going to do just fine. I think the problem we're going to run into is that I literally had a hard time keeping track of who was who just this one time. And there aren't that many people, but they all look the same. So I worry but, at the end of this season, I will be confused regardless of how good a job you do. Mary, what do you mean you had trouble keeping track? We opened literally with Sarah saying to Joe, that's Hillary, that's Julie, that's Terry, that's Carrie, that's Eric, that's David. Boom, boom, boom. Everybody's <laughs> caught up. <laughs> yeah, but they all, like, there's one blonde model and the rest all have brown hair. Yeah, which is not not correct. Not correct. <laughs> so anyway, listeners, this is how we're doing it. We're full episode for season, or episode one, episode 29, and then mini episodes all along the way. You can follow along if you like when you see the mini episodes appear in your podcast player. And if you don't, you can, um, I don't know, pound sand and fuck off. Because that's the way we like to welcome our listeners. Should we call <laughs> these the Metro's Place cast? Should we call them the Models Inc. cast? I think we should. The Models Inc. cast. All right. That's how you'll be able to keep it straight, maybe. Dear yeah. <laughs> so, Mary, I think one thing we can agree on, uh, there's no debate on whether this is a trashy soap opera or high art for the generations. I think collectively <laughs> we could both say... How about together on the count of three? One, <laughs> two, three. Trashy soap opera. Trash, trash. Yeah. I can't defend this one as high art. Oh, I, that's a relief. <laughs> Listen. It, yeah, it's, it's, it's what I expected. I'm not going to lie. This is pretty much what I was expecting. Me too. And Mary, I loved it. I was grinning the whole time. I don't know how this show got canceled. Well, and of course, here's where there are two paths in the woods. And, and my dad. <laughs> um, There's two ways off of this balcony. <laughs> uh, one of us is taking the more dramatic route. Um, well, Mary, let's start with the plot summary. Let's just okay. walk through what happened. Why don't you kick us off? Okay. So just spoiler, there's models on this show. Um, <laughs> the models are having a party. And this is where they, they have to shoehorn Joe and in a few times. And so we see Joe at this party with Sarah, who was the model who was on Melrose Place with Joe, the time that Joe got pushed down the stairs while she was pregnant. And she was fine. Um, Sarah, at this point, I was a little confused about where we were in relation to the Melrose Place storyline, because there's no mention of Joe being pregnant at all during this show. Mm-hmm. But I guess it's not important to them. Um so I think at this point, it's, it's implied that Sarah's abusive boyfriend is gone. He went back to Iowa. Sarah's moving in. They're at a party. Uh, Joe is saying these parties are murder, murders on her self-esteem because of all the beautiful models. We get introduced, like you said, by Sarah. She's just sort of like, that's Brian, blah, blah, blah. That's Terry, blah, blah, blah. Um, I still got confused because to me, all the men look the same and most of the women mm-hmm. look so it, it was about like a third of the way through the episode when I could tell who was who based on their hats and haircuts. Uh, so yeah, there's there's some slight drama unfolding at this party. There's a photographer named Brian who is going out with the model Terry. Terry uh, is Hillary's top model. She who also the, made an appearance on Melrose Place. That's right. Uh, like a daughter. At, yeah, at Hillary's birthday party. Yes, and we also got introduced in the Melrose Place episode. That Hillary views these models like her daughters. Yes. All of them. Mm-hmm. They really bang that. 
uh, Hillary at this party. So Hillary is Amanda's mother that we met on Melrose Place. Um, he, there's this guy named Eric who is model Linda's boyfriend, I think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ab- abusive and controlling. Yeah, that's a, a, apparently going to be a recurring theme on this show. Um, he wants to become Linda's manager and Hillary's like, none of my models have managers. And I will say Eric seems like a dickhead. Yeah, yeah. Can confirm. Um, I don't know. We met a lot of people at this party because there was a lot of... You know the thing about Eric? I have to say this. I don't think Gail would like Eric. Oh, no. No. But I do think Gail would date Eric and then break (laughs) up with him. As Gail has said... What did she say? I was re-listening to one of Gail's recent appearances. It must have been, uh, I believe, episode 20 of the Melrose Place Mm -hmm. guy. And you made a comment like, I wish I had written it down because it was, I laughed. I had to pause it. It was like, I've never. I, I remember it well. Oh, go ahead. I've only, Gail, I've, in all the time I've known you, I've only known you to exclusively date men, but I've never known you to like men. <laughs> it's funny because it's true. Yeah. But yeah, I agree she would not like this Eric person, but she might go on a date with him. Yeah. Well, and then we also see David, who is Hillary's son, Amanda Woodward's brother. Yeah. By the way, throughout this episode, Hillary shoehorned in three times my daughter, Amanda. <laughs> yeah, who, she... who should have been in this episode. I was a little surprised they didn't at least have her, like, pass yeah. by somewhere. Yeah. 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 And there's a moment where Jake and Joe are helping Sarah move out. That's Jake's only appearance. But he has a goatee, which is not canon. Melrose place so he must he must have needed it for filming something else while while models inc was filming yes i noticed that and made made note as well of the sudden appearance of this goatee and they comment they point it out too they go yeah. out of they say oh i like your little creepy beard yeah but david says to hillary quote sometimes i want to yell at them run go home get out and i was like that that does not sound like the way we should be talking about powerful independent women no, also, if your business uh, makes you feel that way about your employee <sighs> issues, you should talk with HR about <laughs> that's not a good sign. Um, I was also confused. I, 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 so I was watching this on YouTube because as far as I'm aware, this program is not available on a streaming service anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And the, the dub I was watching, which was beautifully done from a VHS tape, which brought back a lot of wonderful memories for me of the 90s. Uh, I heard them introduce David as the vice president of modeling. <laughs> I don't think <laughs> vice president of models inc. And there's only one apparently back then. God. Because they sure didn't have a vice president of human resources. Now, this party ends with um, I wrote it down only as a model and a guy, because I also hadn't been learning their names yet. But <laughs> it it turns out it is Terry, the top model, and Brian, her boyfriend, sneak away to the beach. And he says, right now, all I want to do is make love to you. And she says, that's all you ever want to do. (laughs) (laughs) And then she says, fantasy fulfillment is my specialty and strips off her dress. And as they start having sex on the beach, she says, so what is it like to make love to the most beautiful woman in America? (laughs) Uh, And he says it's a lot of responsibility. Yeah, it is. I like that he said they should do it in the, I was going to say dirt. It's the sand. 
uh, like the movie from Here to Eternity, Knee Deep in Kelp. I'm like, that does not sound good to me. (laughs) (laughs) You're not just knee deep. Oh, whatever. No, you you don't want kelp involved in any of that. Like, it's just not a good idea. Any sea-grown plant, keep it away. (laughs) Oh my God, then there's the opening credits. And they're very 90s. The font is very 90s. There's a lot of Mm -hmm. extreme close-ups and 90s outfits. Mm -hmm. Um, I have never heard of any of these people again, except for, I think I've known the name Stephanie Romanov. Because she might have been like a real model, quote-unquote. And Carrie Ann Moss, who is in the Matrix movies. Interesting. You know, I looked up, uh, because I thought David Michaels was kind of cute. And I was like... I wonder what he looks like now. Let's be nice. Then let's move on. (laughs) Just in case they're listening. (laughs) The The ravages of time are really hard on vice presidents of mom. (laughs) Uh, My version that I watch had commercials and Models Inc. was brought to you by Fruitopia. Yes. Yep. Mine was too. (laughs) Well, so we come back from the credits and we are at a Models Inc. trendy office. And this office building from the outside is really trendy and modern looking. It did look like it was connected to D&D advertising. Um, it, looked, it, it was the size of an airplane hangar. This building is enormous. I hope there's more things in this building. <laughs> and it did look like the Models Inc. Uh, logo was just taped on to uh, uh, like a sand colored pillar with a white circle on it. So... <laughs> But we come inside the trendy office, and this is where Hillary tells Sarah, you know, I keep a beach house for my top models, and you're still living on that place on Melrose, right? So, again, could they not pay the fee to pay, to say the phrase models, or, I'm sorry, Melrose Place? It seems like they would get at least a couple of those for free, right? <laughs> I would think so. But anyway, so Sarah gets to move into the beach house, um, and... Right in still in this inside the trendy office is when we learn Terry says, just one more thing. I want out of the agency. I need someone bigger. Mm. Hillary does not like this. And she tells Terry, this is your family, Terry. You can't just walk out on your family. Okay, Hillary Michaels. Um, (laughs) Uh, This audience might not know that backstory yet. I mean, the people watching Models, Inc. in the 19th. Perhaps not, um, but she later did cover it in this show that she left her daughter Amanda when she was twelve. <laughs> in this very episode, so it's, it's models Inc. canon as well. So Hillary Michaels, shut your face. <laughs> Hillary goes on. She does not want Terry to leave, so she tracks down Brian, uh, who is Terry's boyfriend, who makes love to the most beautiful woman in America. A heavy responsibility. <laughs> By the way, by the way, if anyone's not watching Models Inc., Brian is not the guy. He's not. Again, I'm, be, I'm being nice, but he should not be making love to the most beautiful woman in America. <laughs> I don't have a strong opinion, but I also don't disagree. Yeah. Anyway, Hillary threatens him that she will ruin his career if he doesn't talk Terry out of leaving Models Inc. They've got to keep her at Models Inc. They're like a family. You don't walk out on your family. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Now, do you want to talk about uh, Julie running into the, the author? 
Yeah, yeah. I thought her name was Jewel for a while because I again was mishearing. Perhaps I need to go to an audiologist. Um, yeah. So there's there's one blonde model. Her name is Julie. Um, her accent was very confusing until someone literally said like, "Oh, she's from the outback," because I'm like, it, it, and it, with all due respect to my beloved Sandy from Melrose Place, it was a similar situation where there were moments where it was like, "Crikey, mate!" And then it was completely flat, like Midwestern again. So I, okay. Anyway, I have another Sandy comparison with Julie, so I'm glad you brought that up. Oh, anytime we can bring up Sandy. I'm, um, God, they could have just hired her to be on here. She could, Sandy could have modeled for a um, drunk driving ad. <laughs> oh, that's dark. Uh, so Julie, <laughs> who's from Australia, mate, she goes to a book signing by a photographer named Josh Lang. Lange? Lang? Something like that. Uh, she pretends to bump into him at this bookstore and gets him to sign a book of his allegedly good photography for her. And then she's like, oh, you were a judge at a beauty contest I was in last year. And he invites her to his loft later to have photography time? Question mark? It was unclear. She was very happy, so this seemed to be good news. Uh, back at Melrose Place, crossover, uh, as you mentioned, Joe and Jake are helping Sarah from Iowa load her shit into a car with Iowa license plates. Uh, Sarah teases mm. one last time about, oh, they're just friends. Yeah, right, because they're always flirty. Uh, Jake, again, has a beard, which never appears on Melrose Place. Uh, he says he just got back from a fishing trip. That's how mm-hmm. they explain that away. Uh, Sarah mentions that Amanda and Jake are still together. So I guess that helps us sort of figure out where this is supposed to be happening. Kind of question mark as she drives away. Joe yells, don't forget who discovered you. And then we know she's going to forget her. Can I point out? There's a lot of saxophone music between scenes on the show. Also, can we point out Joe didn't discover her. Joe was assigned the photography gig. That's a good point. Yeah, she didn't. Yeah. Yeah. Hillary discovered her and adopted her. It's classic Joe's New York instincts again. Trying to take credit. Classic. Um, I'll just go on. So David, the vice president of modeling, is waiting around at Model House. With Julie? Oh, from Australia. I'm just going to call her Crikey from now on. Crikey. Uh, he's teasing him because apparently she got her hooks into him back in the day. Uh, like You probably have the hots for Sarah from Iowa. And he's like, I'm not going to make the same mistake twice, toots. He doesn't say toots, but I wish he had. Uh, She's like, oh, baby, I made the mistake. Crikey, I let you go. Uh, She turns on this Time Life soft rock music in the background, and they start dancing, which just made me laugh. And then Sarah from Iowa shows up, and David, the vice president of modeling, runs over to help her with her bags. Uh, Crikey is upset kind of uh also david is wearing this hilariously oversized blazer which kind of flounces around as he runs around it made me laugh it was very 90s also here's oh go ahead these scenes were seemed very short to me like there's a Mm -hmm. lot i get that it's a premiere too but like we don't linger anywhere longer than like a minute and a half which i kind of liked yeah i listen the show was fantastic but (laughs) Julie and David gave off serious Sandy and Jake vibes. Former lovers who are so very flirtatious with each other. A lot of will they, won't they. There's a new young girl coming around. Mm, That's true. No chocolate milk, though. No chocolate milk. But there is an alternative to shooters. Yes, that's right. 
<laughs> Dominique's, it's a non-shooters. <laughs> so we know there's at least one other bar in Los Angeles. Yes. And this is where Brian now tries to fulfill what Hillary asked and tries to convince Terry to stay. Terry eventually gets wise to the bullshit. And Brian defends himself and says, this is business. I have a career, too. Mm-hmm. So, of course, uh, so Terry storms away. Uh, now, we're dealing with models in primetime television. Yeah. So, so we got to have a hot tub party. Oh, yeah, naturally. Yep. And so Sarah Owens comes out and says, can I join you? Rips off her robe and gets into, into the hot tub. There's some exchange. We see that Julie, the blonde model, is being a little, or Crikey, is being a little cold to Sarah. And then Terry comes in, and Carrie and Terry get into an argument. And we later learn that they're sisters, but I did not put that together yet. No, I didn't until they explicitly said they were sisters. No, I yeah. did. It was not clear before that. Yeah, but Carrie and Terry start slapping each other. It was pretty great. Yeah. And then they, then they make up, and Carrie goes out of her way several times to apologize to Sarah and said, you know, family disputes, which I guess was their way of saying they were sisters. But we've been establishing that this is a family the whole time. So I, it was not obvious to me. Oh, you didn't know they meant literally sisters. You thought that like the sisterhood of the traveling pants sister. The, the sisterhood of the, of the traveling hot tub party. Yeah. <laughs> so, but this, this ends. Sarah's got good news. Uh, she's got her first gig at a cycle cycle motorcycle uh trade show yeah motorbikes and you know what julie wants to help her help her good sis out so mary why don't you tell us how julie helped sarah out uh well so yeah it's the next morning uh and so yeah sarah's out running on the beach because she's getting exercise i guess and uh Oh, uh, Crikey's back at the house. Crikey's at the house. She's working out on like a Stairmaster, I think that was supposed to be. Uh, mm-hmm. She's on the phone with a man named Jimmy. Uh, Julie modeled for him at the motorcycle show last year. And she didn't get hired for the gig this year. They're sending a new girl, she tells Jimmy. And she's like, hey, you should give new girl the same treatment I got last year. Because, quote, she's very eager to please. So we know this is probably not good. Like, we don't really know what that means. Mm-hmm. Can I can I pause and jump in with a continuity error? Please, yes, please. I listen. It's it's possible Models Inc. didn't have the best writers yet. So here's what's established: this cycle thing is Hillary's way of breaking new models in. Yeah, this is like their first big gig, right? I guess it doesn't look that big to me, but I'm not a model or a model. Correct, you're. That, you're right. It's not actually a big gig. It's a it's a it's a cheap junkie gig that is like your your start. That's how I should have said it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, Sarah's not new. Oh, that's she's she's been here for a couple months. That's one thing. That's fine, um, but this gig is not a good one. Uh, but Julie's upset that she didn't get it. <laughs> I feel like Julie's just upset in general. Like, oh, there's more, Mary. So Julie, now it's established. You just, I didn't even catch this the first time through. She had this cycling gig last year, which would have been her start last year, right? I guess. Okay, but at the end, uh, when they, I, I won't spoil the plot too much, but at the end when, they, when they're in actually the big job that they got hired for and Julie gets bumped out of the, the final runway, 
as she's getting bumped, she says, no, this year is my time to finally get the finale. And I was like, your whole, your whole thing has been 12 months in a week. <laughs> they move fast in Australia. Uh, well, I don't know what to say. Anyway, carry on. I just wanted to highlight that this show is not as artistically sound as Melrose Place. Artistically sound. You know what was artistically sound? The Forrest Gump commercial that came on. <laughs> that was a real... I'm going to go out on a, on a limb here. I'm going to say, that wasn't a very good movie. You kind of don't think about it until you see the commercial. And you're like, there's some real problematic things that you didn't realize when you were in junior high school when this happened. You're like, no, this Mary, is not great. I, I have to say, I think my worst place may have broken you because you just watched the season premiere of Models, Inc. And it's Forrest Gump that's offending you. <laughs> well, this wasn't really offensive. I, I'm just saying, <laughs> if you think about Forrest Gump, like think back. There's a few yeah. things in there that maybe wouldn't fly nowadays. A few yeah. things. Anyway. Okay. Yeah. Uh... Do you know what will straight up piss me off? Is what? if our Models Inc. episodes get more listeners than our Melrose Place ones? <laughs> Because, listen, is it a smaller universe of people that look for Models, Inc.? Yeah. But. Yeah. Who else are they going to find but us? (laughs) We might be their one-stop shop for Models, Inc.-based podcast coverage. Um, You must be feeling a lot of pressure now that we talk about that. Like, this is a lot. Listen, we got to do them justice. Uh, meanwhile, back at Models Inc. in the airplane hangar building, uh, Eric, the talent manager wannabe, shows up and he's pestering Hillary again and she tries to throw him out. But he's like, I'm Linda's manager now and you need to clear all your decisions for me. And then she kicks him out anyway, which was the correct answer. Uh, Crikey goes to the photographer's loft, the guy whose book she had signed yesterday. Uh, he doesn't seem to remember inviting her, which just let me like... If you're pursuing someone, that's generally a bad sign. If the person you're going to see forgets that they invited you to come over. Uh, she goes to change into modeling dresses. And then he calls somebody like, hey, I'm going to be late. And so she gets out and he's got her posing on a mattress on the floor with some oscillating fans, which is very Michael Mancini at Sydney's apartment. Uh, <laughs> I wrote, oh, my, the glamour of modeling. Uh, he gets her posed and then he's like, oh, stay still. And this is a red flag, depending on what you're there for. He puts down his camera, comes over and sits behind her on the mattress, which, okay. Then he grabs her hair and they start making out and then they fall back onto the mattress and there's a lot of hot and heavy saxophone music. So I think we all know what that means. Mm-hmm. They're having oh, some sex. Having a little bit of sex. Uh, Just like Bill Clinton. What an what an era! When you don't hear saxophone music like that anymore in TV shows. Well, anyway, so okay, we're we'll go to the motorcycle show where the one that Crikey has called the man Jimmy about. Sarah is giving a speech about motorcycles. Okay, uh, Vice President of Modeling David is there to observe, and he claps when she finishes. 
Jimmy sends her back for a break and then he follows her back and he also it should be noted that <laughs> Sarah is dressed like Sandy at the end of Greece like she's got this like black leather bustier thing on it just kind of made me chuckle uh Jimmy in a big no-no move grabs her and he starts like trying to feel her up and he's like oh crikey told me you're real special and then David Vice for the for the record he did not say crikey <laughs> I like to leave that ambiguous for the listener. Um, David, the vice president of modeling, comes back and saves her and he breaks it up. And Jimmy's like, who are you? And David's like, David Michaels, VP of Models, Inc. So I guess that's his title. Uh, And he's like, never call Models, Inc. for your modeling needs again. Our services are no longer to be rendered. Yeah. He he layeth the smacketh downeth. He stood up for Sarah, even though it harmed his business. I guess. I mean, this place didn't look particularly lucrative. It looked like they just retrofitted Jake's motorcycle shop, but... That place burned. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. That's gone. But you know what did look lucrative? Hmm. Is when we went back to Josh Lang's loft, which was clearly a residential loft that had a business sign on the front door. (laughs) Look, these are hard times in the 90s. Yeah. And Julie, you know, they, they finished having sex and Julie says, let me fix up my makeup. And um, Josh Lang's assistant comes in and is like, what are you doing? Your model's about to be here. So he says, it's okay. I've got 20 minutes. That's plenty of time. Julie comes out. He snaps a few quick pictures and sends her on her way. And she says, do I get a goodbye kiss? Which I found odd because I thought she was clear that this was transactional. I thought like, so. It was yeah. Con- yeah. And this son of a bitch, Josh Lang, this asshole says he's got a cigar in his mouth. Do I have to take the cigar out of my mouth? <laughs> he seems like a real winner, this guy. Listen, listen. Gail wouldn't like him. <laughs> no, I don't think Gail would even go out with this guy. I don't think so. I. Anyway, Julie leaves with the promise to come back for Prince tomorrow. Yeah. And now, now we cut to Eric, who's fighting with his girlfriend, Linda. Because Eric, when he went and got thrown out by Hillary, Hillary immediately pressed her speakerphone and said, I need Linda in my office now. Yeah. So we're, we're to presume that Linda got chewed out by Hillary. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so Linda now is yelling at Eric, you can't do that. And Eric says, I have to stand up for her. And then it's revealed that Linda, in 90s scandal, Mary, are you ready? <sighs> she, she did a quote porno <laughs> but but in in a in a in a, a a bit of like story plot breadcrumbs that i don't think people would have caught in the 90s she said i only did one and it was because you made me which in 2021 2022 viewership we now know like oh he's a controlling asshole yeah but but i don't know that the culture would have immediately caught on to that do you think I don't know. I don't know. I was having such a hard time just remembering which model was which at this point. <laughs> I kept forgetting her. about Linda's existence. I honestly did forget about Linda, except Linda wears a hat sometimes. And so I'm like, oh, that's <laughs> she has a hat. And apparently for some of her gigs, only a hat. <laughs> anyway, well, they fight and Linda says completely in a, in a way that makes no sense with a conversation. She's saying, essentially, she's trying to say, this is too much. You're stressing me out. 
But the way she says it is, you're killing me, which would not make sense in a conversation. And he says, uh, 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 don't give me any crazy ideas. Oh, <laughs> Soapy soap soap. Bad news. This guy's bad news. Yeah, he doesn't seem like good news. Oh. Oh, my God. Well, okay, so moving on. Uh, I don't even remember where this is. I think it's, oh, it's at the model house again. And Yeah, yeah, uh, the beach house. Crikey and Linda with a hat are talking. And Crikey's like, oh, my God, I got to go see photographer Josh. And then Sarah from Iowa gets home. She is mad about the motorcycle show. She's not just some bumpkin, you bitch. And she's like, I've kicked much bigger and tougher asses than yours, Crikey. And they don't really resolve this matter, from what I recall. I, I didn't take any about it. So, I... no, the the message is laid out like, oh, we're going to have a feud between these two. That's going to be an ongoing storyline. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, of course, they're not going to make up. Not now, no. Uh, going back to the office, Hillary and Terry are having a, a meeting of the minds with their attorneys about Terry wanting to quit the agency, and Harry's like, "Can I just talk to you alone, Terry?" And so they do, which seemed unrealistic uh, since there were so many attorneys there. Yeah, I got to say, lawyers don't tend to leave the room. No, no, not when you're doing business negotiations. Um, She wants Terry to say why she wants to leave. And Terry's like, I've grown up. I need to move on. And Hillary's like, doesn't it matter that I love you like my own daughter, which is a red flag. But if you work anywhere and you don't work with your own immediate family and someone's like, I love you like my own daughter, like, just watch out. I'm just going to just watch out. Uh, it's probably not healthy. Um, uh, Terry's like, yeah, you know, you and my sister, Carrie, both want to be my mother. But my real mother died when I was born. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, Hillary's like, you know, I walked out on my own daughter, Amanda. And my relationship with you models and people here at the agency, these are my attempts to fill that hole. And if Terry leaves she's gone forever. Like Hillary's not going to let her come back and Terry leaves and Hillary stands there and says, goodbye and good luck. And there's saxophone. So, you know, it's serious. She is not messing around. Oh my God. And then it's a commercial break. This is my favorite commercial break. I think of the whole show. First of all, there's a commercial for the movie iron will, which is about sled dogging. It was partially filmed near here. Thank you very much. I can't believe um, we're getting a rundown of the commercials. Oh, this is my favorite part. There's a commercial for a McDonald's double quarter pounder with cheese. Mm-hmm. It was so slow and old fashioned. It was just leisurely. Like they took their time talking about the burger and the fries and the big drink. It was when they had started supersizing, which they don't do anymore. Yeah, was- well, why don't, you, why don't you speed this part up? Oh, wow. Commercial for a movie called Little Big League, which was where a child inherited... Oh, yes. I remember that. I was... I was, like. I was the same age as that kid. Let me just be clear. But uh, I had a crush on that kid. As oh. a kid. I'm glad. I, that's what I expected you to say, and not that you wish you had inherited a baseball team. <laughs> uh, there's another Fruitopia commercial, because Fruitopia is uh, bringing you Models, Inc. this week. And yep. then... Party of Five commercial. I forgot about Party of Five and this commercial. Should we should we watch that show, Mary? Never, never. Uh, oh my god, the commercial. I, my roommates in college, the show was still on. When I was in college and they watched it, and I was not allowed to watch because I would just start snickering because it was not my cup of tea. Uh, but yes, this commercial made me laugh because it's so earnest. Everything is like, "Holy goodbye" as a party of. Five. 
<laughs> this is great. I had a good time with the commercial break. Was this the Red Hot Summer? Did you get those yes, commercials? Yes, Red Hot Summer. I remembered that. That I, I remembered it. I remembered it. I didn't learn algebra, but I remember Red Hot Summer. Well, you know what happened after the commercial break, Mary? What? We learned a couple couple character beats. We learned that Julie used to be young and innocent. Oh, sure. Right when David got his hooks in her, which timeline-wise must have only been a year ago since she had the cycle job a year ago. But he's been away at Europe for quite some time, and she's been hardened for quite some time. So you figure that out, but you're figuring it out on your own. You know, those people from the Outback, they get hardened fast. We also learned that Brian did get kicked out from several accounts, and Hillary said she likes to keep her promises to everyone except her daughter, Amanda. (laughs) (laughs) And then, and then, oh, the hemorrhoid crossover. (laughs) Finally, what America was waiting for. So, crikey, Julie, goes... Um, goes to pick up her prints from Josh Lane to find out he didn't take any. He didn't even have film in the camera. So he, what? He's a bastard. Or a bad photographer. Let's not rule out that possibility. Maybe he can be both. Possibly. Anyway, so Julie, because she's not, this was going to be her big break. A couple shoot photos by this guy is apparently a big deal for a model. And so she can't do it. So she has to go to the same audition that Sarah was going to that Julie was making fun of earlier in the day. Yeah. Sarah sees her there and decides to be the bigger person and could tell she's upset and tries to help her out and even says, you've been crying. Here, put some of this under your eyes. It will make them not so puffy. And Julie says, isn't this hemorrhoid cream? And Sarah says, yeah, I think you're an ass face. (laughs) Not really, not really. Sarah says, Yes, it's a trick I learned from, I don't know where she learned it. And I was like, don't we all know this trick by now? I did not know this trick, but I also have never been to Iowa. I feel like this is something people in Iowa must know. Listen, in southern Wisconsin, it was all the rage. You just couldn't put enough hemorrhoid cream on your face. But in a moment of, I'll say a moment that lacks realism, uh, Julie put the hemorrhoid cream under her eyes and was, there was no break from the camera. She just kept looking in the mirror and said, Oh my God, I think it's working. <laughs> Man, I got to get some hemorrhoid cream. <laughs> For your face? Sure. Yeah. Anyway, um, Sarah, Sarah, helps, um, Sarah helps Julie. And then the, the last character beats that I want to talk about. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Oh my God, the deception. It runs so deep, Mary. Jesus. Okay. Terry and David are talking about Terry leaving, and it is insinuated, heavily implied, that David was going to leave with Terry. Yes. That he was going to leave his mother. That little bird was going to go flying out of that goddamn nest. Yeah. And Terry asked him what happened, and David said he grew a conscience. And Terry said, no, you grew apron strings. Ooh, well, he is the vice president of modeling. That's a very important position. Okay, the last thing I'll say before we, we get to, to the big event. Um, David encourages Hillary to throw a going away party for Terry. Yes. Be the bigger person, right? Mm-hmm. 
Uh, for no reason that makes sense in the storyline, Hillary agrees. <laughs> mm-hmm. And David says to Sarah, will you go to the party with me? Oh. And she says yes. And then there's this, the up. I don't know the song, but it's like, ooh, la, 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 la. Do you know the song? Yeah, that was, they had to pay money for that song, I think. They that, couldn't pay for Amanda freaking Woodward to make an appearance? Well, that, it was that or Amanda. You got one or the other. What was the song, Mary? I don't know, but it's a famous song. Okay, well. Is it a Gloria Stefan song? It might have yes. been. Yes, yes. Yeah. Ooh, la, 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 la. It's upbeat. It's cheery. And here's what's weird it's about not, this. What? It's not conga. Here's what's weird about this whole thing. I remember there's a couple of things watching shows like this when I was a teenager, Models Inc. and Marvel's Place, because I watched Models Inc. I don't think religiously. Um, but I remember thinking a couple things. One, gosh, we eat dinner real late when we grow up. <laughs> That's true. Two, you don't say goodbye when you end a phone call. I mean, I do, but I'm proper. And three, there's this odd dating ritual where you say you're going to the same place, but you say you're going together. And then it's romantic. Like, they didn't stay together at the party. They That's... just walked in together. That made it romantic. I guess, you know, that's people had lower standards in the 90s. Oh, yeah, they, had, they crashed all the way down. All right, Mary, pick us up. Uh. All right, yeah. So they they arrive. Uh, the vice president of modeling and Sarah from Iowa. Um, they they arrive in his convertible and they park in the parking garage. And he's kind of schmoozing her up, like he opens the car door for her. Ta-da! Um, they are met with Brian, the photographer, who is Terry's uh, gentleman caller. They were having sex in the kelp earlier. Uh, there, Brian is very upset because, as you mentioned, uh, Hillary has taken him off some accounts because Terry didn't listen to him and stay. Which does seem kind of mean. I really, I don't really understand why she's punishing him. But okay, uh, he and Vice President of Modeling stay in the parking garage and talk. And he's like, "I need your help. To, to could you talk to your mother? I, I, I tried to get Terry to stay, but she won't. And also, Terry wouldn't listen to me. And now she broke up with me too. And he says it's as though the female race has decided to bury me. And I'm like, that is not a race. Let uh, me tell you though, if we were doing art versus trash, that quote would have been there. Oh, God, I bet it would have been. Uh, David says he'll try to talk to his mommy, but he can't promise anything. He did not say mommy. (laughs) Well, we know how Amanda likes to talk about daddy, so it seems like it's not the craziest. Uh, Up at the party, Terry is teasing her sister Carrie, which rhymes for walking out on a shoot today. Carrie says, the director called me a cow, and so I called him a pig. Uh, Terry's like oh, you just want to ride on my coattails? And Carrie's like, no. And she's like, you're not just dumping Hillary, you're dumping me too. And so the sisters have some strain. Meanwhile, photographer Brian sneaks in from the stairwell. Ooh, shenanigans are afoot. Uh, Terry, we cut back, is boozing it up. She's getting a little schnockered. She's trying to get through the night at her own going away party, which is weird. She thanks Hillary for having the guts to send her a proper send-off. Hillary is pissed and walks away. Uh, David tries to stop Terry from drinking more wine. She's had a lot of wine. He tells her, hey, why don't you go lay down on the couch in my office for a while? She kisses his cheek, and she's like, you're the only one who ever really liked me. She goes into his office and onto the balcony, which is not the couch. 
and there is suspicious music, not from a saxophone. Mm-hmm. Um, she leans against the railing and the wind is blowing and she mumbles to herself and she's a little drunk still. And she's like, I just, I hate people. And we look down at the ground and then with the camera aimed up at the building from the ground, we look up and we see her fall over the ledge screaming, ah! And she falls and splat. We see her on the ground in a pool of blood. There is no saxophone music, but it's very dramatic. And then we have a commercial break for Alec Baldwin starring in The Shadow. I remember that movie, do you? And there's a sexy lady and she tells The Shadow, I'm not afraid of you. And he says, I am. (laughs) It was so dumb. Okay, so... Did you get a Fox News update on your commercial break? I don't remember. I fast forward. I skipped as many of the commercials. There's a Fox News update. Breaking news. Tomorrow are the hearings to determine if O.J. Simpson will stand trial for murder. I did see that, yes. All right. Anyone out there, anyone out there that's actually watching Models, Inc. with us, please email us at MelrosePlaceCast at gmail.com. I, I want to know we're not alone. He, he really needs to know that, listeners. Like, he's doing this again. Listener. I, listener. Listener. That's, see, that's not the right attitude. There's at least two. Um, yeah, I mean, I look, do I feel guilty that Teach is watching Models, Inc. by himself? No, because I do not want to watch this. I, I, not at all. But... But it would be nice, like, you know, do him a solid. Like, send an email and say, hey, I'm watching the show. Let's talk about Crikey together offline. Is that what people say? I don't know. Or maybe maybe they'll have theories about who the murderer of Terry, the most beautiful woman in the world who has sex in the kelp, was. If nothing else, Christopher will enjoy it eventually. When he, gets- <laughs> <laughs> he will. I, th- I think he will go back and watch the show. He really will. I bet he will. Yeah, I think he is exactly the target demographic for this. <laughs> He's like excited and willing. Like I could see him totally YouTubing this. Ah! Okay, so Terry has been thrown off the balcony is what we're to believe. Sure. Or maybe she tipped over drunk, right? At this point, we don't know. That's possible. But they have established, I believe, six suspects. Yes. We're at the end of this, Mary. I want us to go through and I let's put a marker down on who we think it was. Okay. Put a pin in that. Okay. Now, this clearly was meant to be the end of the premiere episode. I don't know. Yes. It, it came at the one hour mark. Yeah, but this is when they were doing those supersized premieres. Like, Melrose Place was really long. This is what I'm saying. I, I think they meant it to end here. And then they said, the, the, the network said, actually give us 90 minutes. So they had to give them half of the next episode. Oh, I see this, what you're now. Yeah, this, this was the cliffhanger. But then we come back. <clears throat> the party is over. In the conference room. And yeah. Hillary... Okay, so how I don't understand what happened. Did everybody spend the night? I don't know. Were they still wearing their party clothes? I don't remember. I know it was morning, but Hillary gave a speech, very somber, 
that confirmed that Terry died. Many of you have probably been interviewed. The police have been here all night. And even though the police are conducting an active investigation, Hillary said they're free to go. (laughs) Except for Sarah and Julie. Now, Mary, if there's a murder investigation, a death, an investigation of a death, (laughs) and there's 12 people in a room and someone says, you all can go except for Tej and Mary. Wouldn't you be worried? <laughs> You're going to tell them I committed arson. Yeah, I'm worried. Oh, a way to put it out there to like kind of diminish it once it happens. <laughs> it's all part of my plan. Anyway, what we find out is that Sarah and Julie actually both did get the job at the, the shoot, the thing, the fashion show in New York that they were auditioning for. Yay. And, okay, Listen to me. We're in Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. The plane leaves in two hours. (laughs) This is their big break. Uh They're finding out that they have two hours to get from the office to the beach house to pack for their big break. Clothes, makeup, hemorrhoid cream. (laughs) And then meet David at the airport, LAX, where they will not only, not only do they have to make it through all this traffic and all that, they also have to park the car because nobody's picking them up. No, no. In two hours. Maybe they're going for that airport that Billy took Allison to that one time where there was that one parking spot out front. Wasn't it like the Valley Fair airport? I think it was. It was pretty great. (laughs) Well, anyway, unrealistic timing if you ask me. I will agree, except we need to remember it was the 90s, and you could basically just walk in an airport and get on a plane with no problem. That's true. You could go gate to gate asking if they've got tickets available. <laughs> or or you could buy fancy pens for your boyfriend. I'm breaking up with you. Here's a pen. <laughs> and also, one of the things we learn is that one of them, I think it was Julie, but I don't know if that was firmly established, is only getting this opportunity because Terry's dead. So hurry yeah. up, go pack, go pack. Yeah. Oh yeah, because Terry was going to be in the big finale wedding dress look, and so mm-hmm. that's cranky now. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, Hillary is in her office by herself watching videos of Terry, and there's tears and saxophone. Yeah, she's really upset. Now, in the staff meeting, Hillary said that the police think the murder thinks the death was an accident. Yeah. So maybe it does make sense that she sent everyone home. Okay. Yeah, I so, that, so then we have a lot of good content of Sarah and Julie palling around with terrorists at New York City. Yeah. I don't sure. know why I said with terrorists other than palling around. And Sarah Palin always said, but palling around with terrorists. <laughs> <sighs> Remember, remember when our political discourse was that polite? Yeah, people were using words like "palin" <laughs> instead of instead of Balin Palin." <laughs> oh, oh, God. Okay, okay. So, so Sarah and Julie get there, and who do they find? Well, first, it's established nobody can get into this room tomorrow without one of these big blue passes that look like a milk ticket from elementary school. Uh this fashion show has much tighter security than the airport i guarantee (laughs) so uh julie gets a ticket but sarah doesn't i think um or maybe they got you i don't know 
But who do they see, Mary? Who was it? That cigar-chomping son of a bitch. Josh Lang is there. And Mary, Mary, what is what what is that poking out of his, his jacket pocket? Wait, is it is it is that a picture of his family? No. Is that is that Julie's print? No, he didn't have film in the camera. Oh, my gosh, it's the pass. Yeah. Yeah. What did they do with that information? He's also being a real dick because he's standing there talking to all these people because he must be sort of quasi-famous because people seem to know who he is. And he's talking about how models are stupid and how photographers have to tell them how to do everything. So he's already, he's in a hole and now he's digging the hole deeper. That's true. So Julie walks up and makes a scene by accusing him of being a asshole. Yeah. And he starts yelling at her and Sarah comes in and gets very handsy with Josh Lang and says, I'm sorry for my friend. Don't, don't call security. She'll get in so much trouble. And she, she's touching up on him and she snatches the pass. Ooh. And they, Ooh, she got the milk carton or the milk card. And away she goes. <laughs> Mary, did you have milk cards in elementary school? I kind of think we did, but I don't really remember. Yeah, we had, they were a big, they, they were probably about an inch and a half by an inch and a half square for us. And it said milk. And um, you had to pay, I think, a quarter or a nickel. I'm not sure. To buy the little, it was on cardstock, baby blue cardstock. Oh. And that's how you knew to go get your milk. You had to turn over your milk card. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, anyway, Sarah and Julie, they go up to the room, the suite. They, they're friends now. They're going to they're gonna be kind to each other. Sisters. And what? Sisters. Yeah, sisters for life. <laughs> and there's there's a knock at the door and I was so confused by this so we see Julie leave she's going to go out and party in New York City we see ah. Julie leave down the hall go out the door yep. there's a knock on the door and Sarah gets up and goes to the other side Did you? that was so weird to me yeah because they got an adjoining room yeah. yeah yeah. I figured it out but at first I was like what the hell are she doing <laughs> Who, and it was David in the adjoining room vice president of modeling saying that. That's the only way I'm going to remember who any of these people are. (laughs) Yeah, he's there to check on them and see what they're getting up to and he's like, oh, of course Cranky went out. Uh, He hopes she doesn't see how too late partying. And he Mm -hmm, asks Sarah mm -hmm. from Iowa how she's handling all this and she's like, I'm fine. And he says, you're going to be great tomorrow. You're a natural. And he touches her hair and her face, which is a violation of HR protocols. And he says, I think you're wonderful. Maybe when we get back, you and I could go out again. And she kisses him. She'd love to. And I wrote, oh, mommy will be mad. <laughs> you should not be thinking about mommy in this moment. There's a commercial break. There's a oh, commercial. Did you get the AT&T commercial about the future, Teach? Amir, I, I skipped past them because I was what? tired. This is the best part of the whole hour and a half I spent. Oh my god. There's a commercial, an AT&T commercial. And holy shit, they they nailed it. So it's about the future, which is now, I think, technically. Mm-hmm. To the, mm-hmm. And it's like, there's somebody who needed their car fixed. This is going to blow your mind. It's going to blow your goddamn mind. You're watching someone fix their car over a live video feed. No. It's insane. Did you know in the future, Teach, which is now, 
you could use your computer like to schedule things like on a calendar who, for you. Who has a computer? 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 What? What is this future? Oh, it was a real look. Look back through a time portal to right now. Somehow, I didn't say that well. Anyway, we come back and there's a fashion show, which is why we're in New York. And mm-hmm. wouldn't you know it, Josh, that cigar chump and son of a bitch. Oh, he can't find his pass because it was pickpocketed. Oh, and there's a security guard and he won't let him in. He's like, there's no exceptions. And Josh tries, you don't want to make this mistake. And that doesn't work. And then Josh is like, I'm vital to this show. Gerard will lose millions if I don't take pictures, which I'm like, really? Like, it's a fashion show. Who cares? Uh, Security throws him out. And I said, hooray. And then we go backstage and the girls are getting ready. And Crikey was out till 5 a.m., but she's like, I'll be fine. It's so oh, fun. that explains it. I didn't understand why she was stumbling. Oh, yeah, she was boozed it up. And uh, an assistant come back, and he yells at Gerard that Josh, the photographer, can't get in. And Gerard goes, eh, he's overrated anyway. And Julie and Crikey high-five. Oh, no, Crikey is Julie. Crikey and Sarah from Iowa high-five. Sarah from Iowa. <laughs> it's the only way I'm <laughs> well, so the runway show is happening. Gotta say, uh, season four of RuPaul's Drag Race had better runways, but that's fine. That's fine. More Vaseline, uh, too. Yeah, but you know, it's it's fine. They're doing the runway, and it's established that Julie. You're right. She's drunk and tired, so she kind of stumbles one of the times, and it must be Gerard, whoever's in charge of the show, is very unhappy. So she's practically asleep, and orders. Sarah doesn't understand why or what's happening orders Sarah to get into the wedding dress, which, if you remember, was going to be Terry. Terry had that gig. Julie got it because Terry died. But now, look, Sarah got it because Terry died and Julie was drunk. Julie was drunk. She couldn't control her spins on that runway. Did you see her stumbling in those heels? She puts the queens to shame. (laughs) Listen, she wouldn't have even been admitted to season one of RuPaul's Drag Race in that condition. (laughs) <laughs> maybe season seven though there wasn't a lot going on then yeah but fine 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 uh so sarah gets grand thing she comes out in the wedding dress she doesn't know julie's mad at her yet until julie comes up next to her while they're on the runway and says do you want to say the line i actually didn't catch it i was trying oh. and she says okay she leans in real close because people are looking and she gets right in her ear and she says this is what she said you are finished bitch oh see i thought she said bitch but i wasn't sure okay thank you um i'd also like to uh, they probably spent a lot of their budget playing a song by sting at this fashion show probably i didn't wreck i don't know sting i don't know her that's not it's not your genre that's fine Well, Mary, do you want to finish us up with the, the final couple minutes back back in the fancy building? I will, although the, I want to, with no disrespect to the kind-hearted person who put this on YouTube, the version I watched cut out. And so I had to go kind of try to figure out where, what I missed. I, I did too. Um, so what I think happened, what I'm pretty confident happened is we cut back to Models, Inc. in their airplane hangar building. Uh, Hillary is on the phone with Gerard, the fashion designer, and he loved Sarah in the show. My goodness. And then at the very end, uh, 
my episode that I was watching clipped into a previously on the last episode montage. And so what I understand happened is right after that phone call, Hillary was informed that Terry's oh. death was. You miss- Hold on. You're missing something. Oh, I'm sorry. Go on. It's okay. It's all right. So I, my episode clipped out too. So I, we found different ones. So we come back. Hillary is having that conversation with Gerard. He's thrilled with Sarah. That's great. So Hillary is getting great reports from Sarah, even though it was supposed to be Terry, her top model, right? Mm-hmm. The most beautiful and woman. The former most beautiful woman in America. Um, <laughs> now it's now it's Sunny from the WWF. But uh, <laughs> it was '94. Um, Hillary comes out into the lobby, and I think this was the first time we've seen all of the models that are in have huge kind of like four foot by six foot face photos of them in the lobby. Yeah. And Hillary is positioned. So she's talking to her and her assistant and right in between them, uh, you see in the wall behind the space between the two of them is the frame photo of Terry. And Hillary looks at it and says, do me a favor, take that photo of Terry down right away and replace it with Sarah. Oh. Oh. And the assistant looks at her weirdly and Hillary says, what? It's sad, but life goes on. Oh, wow. That's ice cold. And, and who comes around the corner but an LAPD detective who heard it all? Whoa. And, and now finish. What did the LAPD detective say? Oh, um, I, I believe that he tells Hillary that Terry's death was not an accident. <gasps> um, the sh- murder most foul. The shade no. of it all. The shade of it all. So, this is what's the set first. The the summary. We we learned all the characters' names. Mary More will promptly less. forget. Yes. More or less, we've learned their names. I I counted. I could be wrong. I counted nine characters in the opening credits. Okay. And I I have them all on my whiteboard here in my office. <laughs> I believe you. <laughs> I have seven with an established motive to murder Terry. Whoa! That's most of the people. And then I have Terry. <laughs> Who probably didn't kill herself, maybe. That's, a, that's established. It, it, was, it was not an accident. I guess. Although it could, uh, not, suicide would still be not an accident, right? I don't know from a police standpoint. You know, but here's what's going to happen. So what, what's established is the ongoing storyline is going to be this murder mystery theory. So I actually do bet we'll have an episode where we're wondering if Terry was depressed. That's fair. I mean, she seemed like she might be going through some emotional issues. All right. And the only other one that I found no motive for was Linda, the the porno. Oh. I would have a hard time picturing Sarah having much motive. Who, Bennett, who got the big gig? Yeah, but she's kind of guileless at this point. Like, I don't think she even knew that was a thing. She's fresh out from Iowa. All right. So we don't come over from a boat from the Midwest. The corn boat. (laughs) Okay. So we've established, all right, of the nine characters, we don't think Terry did it. Probably not. We don't think Linda did it. Yeah, Linda's too busy trying on hats. We don't think Sarah did it. I agree with you. She benefited, but I don't think she could have foreseen all the things that would come into play. No. Yeah, I agree. But I, I, yeah. But I think, I think there'll be an episode where she's the prime suspect. Really? Yeah. I, I... <laughs> I mean, they'll, they'll, have to, they'll have to establish that she didn't have any way of knowing that these things would all fall into place. I don't think she'll be the prime suspect. I mean, I'm sure she'll get questioned like everybody, but... Well, we'll see. 
Don't see me. Yeah, I'll tell you about it. <laughs> you All can right. tell me anything. I'll never know if it's true or not. <laughs> Part of me has thought, Mary, that maybe I'll just make up some storylines and throw them in there to see see what happens. I mean, I wouldn't blame you. Okay. <laughs> All right. So let's go through the rest and let's see who who do we think had a realistic motive and who do we think did it. So okay. let's let's start with the men because it's me. So first we've got Eric. Oh, that Linda, cr- Linda's manager. I think his motive could be he was looking to clear a spot for Linda. Yeah, that's possible. Who's clearly going to move into the beach house? Well, yeah, she's got to put her hat somewhere. I mean. Oh, could that be Linda's motive to get that bedroom? It's got a big closet with a lot of hat hangers. At the end of the day, I don't think Eric had anything to do with Terry dying. Do you? No, we didn't even see them interact, I don't think. Did we? No. Eric's out. All right. What about Brian? So Brian gave suspicious Uh vibes, Mary. One of the things I found odd was in that parking garage scene. We kept hearing screeching tires. I thought someone was going to get run over. Well, we have been conditioned for that based on Melrose Place. So. <laughs> but Brian just got dumped by the yeah. most beautiful woman in America. After they as, did kelp. Yeah. As, he still got that kelp wrapped up and everywhere. He's got After, a- <laughs> And it, as far as he knows right now, because of Terry, his career is over. Yeah, he hasn't had a great couple days. Should we keep Brian as a suspect? Well, yeah, and we saw him sneak up on the stairwell, too, because he That's wasn't right. at the party. Yeah, there, so there'll definitely be an episode where it's revealed that Brian was there, and then suspicions will turn. Ooh. All right, and then David, David, who was coordinating with Terry to leave. Yeah. He's got he got secrets to keep. He did send her into that office to rest, too. Mm-hmm. He's the only one that knew she would be there. Mm, the VP Hello. of murder. The VP of murder. <laughs> Should we keep David as a suspect? Yeah, why not? All right. What about Carrie, the sister? Ooh. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. Because they seem like they have kind of a tumultuous relationship. They seem like they have some mutual resentments. Although... Well, I don't know, because Carrie seems very protective of Terry, but then sometimes people who are very protective, they go that misery route where they're mm-hmm. they're not great. Mm-hmm. And yeah. they got physical with each other. They, there was. There was girl slapping. Yeah. Did your sisters ever have slap fights? I don't have sisters. I only have brothers. We didn't have slap fights. Uh, yeah, we did. <laughs> I don't think I've ever been in a slap fight, and I don't really need to be. Oh, Mary. Well, keep, keep keep up with these Melrose Place arguments, and we'll see what happens. <laughs> I'm glad. Okay, we- so, so Carrie's like a half and half suspect. Yeah, I feel like she's not the most likely person, but she could be the person. What about Hillary Michaels? Her business is being threatened by Terry going off on her own. Hillary threw this party. Oh, by the way, David also David and Hillary both they're the ones that put this event together. That's true. They could have set up that balcony on purpose. Yep. Falling. They're the they're the reasons Terry was there. He um, just got angry at Terry and stormed away. She said, "This is all too painful." And Hillary callously took down Terry's photo right away. 
she did take it down pretty fast. And she's also the mother of Amanda Woodward, who's also pretty calloused. Hmm. So we're keeping Hillary as a suspect or half a suspect? I also feel like Hillary might be a little too inept. I know they talk about her like she's this super badass, but like both on this show and the other show, she seems sort of perpetually behind what's going on. Like she doesn't know what's happening. So I don't yeah, know. I, I'm crossing her off. There's no way the main character is the is the villain. Yeah, not that not. goes to jail. Someone's going to jail, and they're not going to write her off. No, she's she's your name brand lady from Dynasty or whatever. So. All right, and that leaves Julie, who more than Sarah would have reason to believe she would benefit from Terry dying, who was desperate, who's established as ruthless, who's willing to put people in physically violent situations as she evidenced with Sarah. Oh yeah, she did. Yeah, she did. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, I would say it wouldn't be. Yeah, I would keep her on the list. All right. So Mary, we've got to take a pick. Oh, do you think the murderer of Terry? And we're going to come back to this in the final episode. Was it David? Was it Brian? Was it Julie? Or was it Carrie? If I'm going with my gut, I'm going to say Brian. I went David. Oh, really? All right. I've watched a lot of Dateline NBC, so. Oh, shit. I've been listening to murder podcasts. Oh, those are fresher than Dateline, so you might have the edge. It was Dateline murder podcasts. The thing about Helen and Olga. Oh, it's so concerning. (laughs) All right. So, dear listeners, this is Models, Inc. Dear listener. (laughs) <laughs> if you had I will say this I will say this if you have never seen Models Inc I would if you like 90s nostalgia which I'm gonna assume you do if you're watching Melrose Place I would go back I would look at Models Inc on YouTube it was an enjoyable time capsule <sighs> I think if you listen to this podcast if you regularly listen to this I think you can probably guess where uh, Tej and I fall on the spectrum of how much we actually like Melrose Place <laughs> and how uh, who you might identify with more. And so I would say if you are a person who genuinely enjoys watching Melrose Place for nostalgic purposes or, or whatever, you will probably find some enjoyment in this. I would say if I had to choose between the two, I would give Melrose Place the edge because I think... Uh, there's a little more to chew on there, which is sad to say. <laughs> um, um, but this is not, if you like this sort of thing, you'll probably find this entertaining. That was a real long way to get to, yeah, go ahead and give it a shot. <laughs> All right. Listeners, next week we are back. We begin season three of Melrose Place. At long last, Mary. At long last. Oh, holy shit. This is where the rubber hits the road. We might have a puddle episode next week. Yeah, we have puddle (laughs) next week. And then, and then comes season three of Melrose Place. Oh my god. At long, long last. At long, long last. Will Rhonda come back? Spoiler alert, no. I'm telling you, Mary, we have not heard the last of Rhonda. You keep saying that, and I hope that it's true. And I'm sad that I won't find out for a long time. <laughs> Although I could Google it, and I'm not going to. Don't do it. Don't do it. No, I have to have something to look forward to. Do you know what else you can look forward to? What? Periodic Model Tank updates from yours <laughs> truly. Because I'm watching this whole thing. 
bless your heart, you know, bless your heart. I look forward to trying to remember who's who. I will again describe to you how I will remember these people as best as I can. There is David, vice president of modeling, Linda with that, Eric, who's a douche, uh, Brian, the photographer, Crikey from Australia, blonde one, Sarah from mm-hmm. Iowa, Carrie Ann Moss from The Matrix, and her dead sister, Terry, the most beautiful woman in the world who did it in some kelp. You didn't even mention Hillary Amanda's mom. <laughs> oh, that's not a good sign. I already forgot about her. Yeah, Hillary, yeah, Amanda's mom. This week's episode of the Models Inc. cast is brought to you by an exclusive singular sponsor, Mary. How did we pull that off? They bought and paid for both sponsorship slots. Wow, they have zero dollars. <laughs> Mary, this sponsor is a party planner's dream. What? Picture it. It's the 90s, all right? You're rocking out to Lisa Loeb with Jan Arden. Oh, I'm rocking so hard, I can't help it. You're wearing flappy hats and strappy shoes. Oh my god, my hat's flapping around. You're drinking cola that's clear. Oh, it's the future at last. But you got, you're having a party. And now we have the technology to bring the most exciting party features straight to you. You don't have to go to the party places. What? So imagine you're having a party with Ellie's finest hottest models oh my god i can't need to you need to provide some entertainment but let me tell you what's happening everybody's so sick of the saxophone (laughs) they do use a lot of saxophone in this show it's like everywhere you turn there's another sax solo oh god you can have too much of a good thing yes you can but that's why you need this week's sponsor now, imagine maybe you want to, to provide a little fun. Maybe you're going to like, um, I don't know, bring in some, it's the 90s. Maybe you're going to bring in some lawn darts for people to throw at each other. People love lawn darts. It's the 90s. It's danger. Yes, except it's LA, so there's no lawn. Oh, that's so we can't do that. All right. Maybe you're going to bring a, a nice, um, you know, themed version of Monopoly, like LAopoly. Oh, that would be fun. No, it would not be. So no, you need something more exciting, something more physical, like a like a bounce house, maybe. Yeah, I want to have a bounce house. Let's get one. Too, they take too much space, though. Okay. All right, maybe a trampoline. Those are an insurance risk, aren't they? <laughs> Do you want to have a good party or not, Mary? Well, I wanted a bouncy house, but I was shot down for that. Here's the, here's the problem with a the trampoline. <laughs> they become an insurance risk when more than one person is on it. Oh, and that's when it's the most fun is when there's more than one person. I <laughs> uh, can confirm, can't tell the story. Okay. Um, <laughs> no, you're going to want to call our sponsor. And Mary, this sponsor is another Melrose Place crossover. Whoa, we're really racking them up today. If you want to have the best party in LA in the mid 90s, you're going to need to call this week's sponsor, Low Bridge Bungie. Oh my God. I forgot about that. <laughs> oh, they're if, ba- you, if you want your guests to have a high flying good time, 
you're gonna, but you're, I gonna have... you're gonna hook them up to low birds bungee. You can do it right off the balcony. Watch them soar like an eagle. Yep. Your party will take flight like they're in a double prop plane. Oh boy, that sounds like a lot of fun. <laughs> this low bridge bungee. <laughs> your, your, your guests are going to be screaming, Wee! <laughs> Wee! <laughs> that was very charming, wasn't it? I forgot about that. Or what did, what did Terry yell as she was jumping down? It was more like, ah! <laughs> yeah, they're going to be yelling, ah! <laughs> ah! Or, wee! <laughs> Take your pick. Whatever feels right in the moment, you know? Now, now, your guests must sign a waiver. We are not kidding. <laughs> oh, there's a waiver. Believe me. And, listen, we claim no responsibility if anyone crashes and smashes. We will be dashing. <laughs> we are out of there faster than you can imagine. Faster than your guests, to be honest. <laughs> ah! And that was pretty fast. Wee! <laughs> uh, no promo code. We have no website presence. We don't want to be tracked down. No, no, and it's the 90s, so like we would have to build it ourselves on GeoCities. We don't have time. Low Bridge Bungie, the sole sponsor of the opening episode of Models Incorporated. Ah! So, wait, seriously, how, how long does this show go on? How many episodes are there? <laughs> I told you this, right? So it goes to season seven of the original run, but then there's the re- the reboot season. So there's how many reboot seasons? Just the one so far. So far. Okay. But there's also, but then Mary, there's the, the Amazon has the true story of Melrose Place movie that we should cover. Oh God. How long? Yeah. And, and uh, Models Inc. has to be covered too. Wait, what the hell is Models Inc.? It's a two-season spinoff. Of what? What do they? Of, of Melrose Place from the lady from Dynasty was on it, I think. The lady from Dynasty, my God, this was like a whole industry. And I do think nine hundred two one zero to get to understand where this show came from is probably worth exploring. I I don't know if I agree with that. <laughs> and then when Allison left, she went to Allie McBeal. Does it have anything to do with the contents of Melrose Place? I just feel like, how do you really want to be an expert in this or not? I mean, I think you know the answer to that. Okay, so we're in for all of it. Oh, God. 